This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Playing hurt, boys. Playing hurt. Listen, no UFC happened this weekend as far as I'm concerned. There was an event, but I'm coming on here because I love this game. And uh, no, obviously OC 264 happened. I'm a little upset. If you listened, first time listening, I'm a huge Connor fan. So we'll get to that. We'll get to everything. I got notes, get everything. But your boy's been been wrapped up with a pretty gnarly migraine for the past two days. I, I've talked about it before. I get migraines and, and they put me out. They put me out yesterday. And, and today I went to work and had it at work and feeling a little nervous because obviously I'm driving and, you know, whatever. But. I'm trying to power through. I have a lot of thoughts. I wanted to do it yesterday. Migraine pushed it. Kind of a good thing because I got to really center my thoughts on the Connor stuff. Um, a lot of hate coming out. A lot of people coming out saying, you know, talking shit about Connor, not liking the way he handles things and blah, 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 blah. And people who were Connor guys are now kind of flipping. <clears throat> so we'll address all that. We'll get to that. I, you know, I apologize for coughing the mic. Friend of mine, <clears throat> guy I work with, despises when I drink on when I record, right? I mean, when we did the pick'em on Saturday, I was drinking because it's late at night. I need a little bit of energy. We went two fucking hours. He, you know, I got a muter. Like, you couldn't hear what I just said because I muted it. I need to work it more. I don't work at a fucking radio station. I do have a drink with me because I'm trying to get rid of this headache. So I apologize in advance if I'm drinking on air. Or recording or whatever. I should edit it out. I do not. That's on me. I apologize, bud. Okay? I apologize. First things first, though. Had to pick them with Devin. Fuck. I've done that like a hundred times. Not Devin. Okay? Devin used to do it. He doesn't do it anymore. With Christian, with Tim. See, this is my brain. My brain's fucking mush. I don't even know what I'm about to say. I don't even know what I'm going to say. I might get canceled off this episode. Oh, you get canceled. All right, power through. Christian Timbo, two-hour pick on Thursday night. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you have awesome stuff, and we play a little contest. You know, we, we have fun with it. Tim, you know, Timbo's the champ. Christian was the champ. We pass the title around a little bit. We play a little money, a little action, you know. And your boy had a good week. I went 10-2 on my picks. Your boy picked a good week, you know. Didn't really result into a great betting week, but I picked the hell of a card. And, uh, you know, I don't want to celebrate because Connor lost. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right to celebrate. The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. Hey, the champ is here, motherfuckers. I got that strap on me. Let's go. Uh, took it from Timbo. I, you know, again, we just have fun with it. I tell you on the podcast, if you're not listening to me, I hope you listen to Timbo. If you're not listening to Timbo, you listen to Christian, right? That's, that's what I want. I want us to make you money, but internally it's fun to have a competition and that competition, your boy cleaned up 10 and two on my picks. Let go. Uh, no, I had a really fun time doing the pick ones with the guys. I, I, I love doing it. It's, it's very, very fun. Uh, you went two hours, the longest we've ever went. It's a big car. We had a lot to say. I'm going to have a lot to say on this recap show. Um, first things first, I want to give you a little update. Saturday, I, I think I teased or told you on the podcast that I was going to 
Uh, take a picture of my tattoo and post it on Twitter. I have not done that yet. I have a, if you watch the pick on my show, a little bit of it. I'm getting a full sleeve. Not a, well, I'm eventually getting a full sleeve, but right now my forearm is going to get sleeved up. I have a big tiger on it. God did an amazing job. I went down on a Saturday. I was supposed to get it filled in. Hadn't healed quite yet. Boy got, boy got some thick skin. So it didn't heal quite as well as he wanted it. So we got pushed a little bit. So it's not colored in yet. But once it gets colored in, I'll take a photo. So if you're listening to this, you go, hey, I thought this guy got a tattoo. He's a big liar. We haven't seen it. I apologize. All right. So 264. Got a lot to talk about. Got to cover it. With time permitting, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of breeze over this weekend's card, uh, this week coming weekend card, but a lot to say. Betting um, down a couple units, okay. I had a huge, so the two fights I got wrong, Stephen Thompson, Conor McGregor, those were like a 20 unit swing. I had a lot invested on Conor and Stephen Thompson. They both lost, is what it is. So getting to the betting at three units on sugar connor it, it, they call it a parlay right anything you string bets together is called a parlay to me three or more is should be a parlay in my opinion there should be a better word for when it comes to just two you're you're, you're combining two fighters together not quite a parlay if you are a gambling aficionado and know all the terms and stuff like that please hit me up and let me know what that's called if not, we got to come up with a word for it. And I'm, I'm, my brain's on it. My brain's mush right now, so it's not thinking properly. It's not firing all cylinders. But I want to come up with a word for when you just put two together. Because your parlay, yeah, that's so general, but we got to come up with something. Anyway, Sugar Connor, three units, my big bet, plus 116 odds. Lost that, obviously. Sugar looked good. Connor broke his fucking leg. One unit on uh, Michelle Pereira versus Steven, and Stephen Thompson, excuse me. Lost that. Thompson lost. One unit on Justice Duplessis. Won that. Uh, half unit on Brad Tavares. Won that. 85.85 units. 85 bucks on Tavares. Akhmedov going to decision. Got that one. 75 bucks on Torpora at minus 230. Got that one. Half unit on Sugar by KO round two. Plus 450. Just missed that one. Thought that was happening. I was cashing a ticket when he dropped homeboy at the end of round one. I'm like, oh, he's putting him out second round. No doubt. Miss on that one. Uh, 0.2 units on Burns. Thompson doesn't go to the distance. Lost on that one. That was minus 130. And then 0.3 units, 30 bucks on Connor by KO at plus, one, uh, plus 240, excuse me. And then when I went down last week to uh, go to the park and stuff with my family without no fights, uh, without no fights, did I say that right? I had an untracked parlay uh, at plus 430. It was Sugar, Connor, Duplessis, Paeta, and, oh, hold on. Sh- let me see. Sugar. I don't have it in front of me, so I'm trying to remember. Well, let's go top bottom. Connor, Sugar, Duplessis, um, Max Griffin, and Michelle Pereira. Those are my five. That was that would have been big. That would have been big. But because uh, I emptied my DraftKings out onto that parlay because I was going back to FanDuel, trying to mix things up, trying to get some winners. And and obviously Connor dropped the ball on me for that one. So down, but the way I prepared, the way I got ready. The way I broke these fights down, I tried to take emotion out of it besides the counter fight, and I thought I did pretty well. I thought I did all right. You know, Gil Burns showed up. Gil Burns fought a, a really smart fight. Didn't see him doing that to Steven Thompson. I saw him maybe doing it for a round, him slowing down a little bit and Thompson picking him apart. Gil Burns looked great. We'll break that fight down, but let's get to the main event. Gosh, geesh, goosh. So after this happened... I, I avoided social media. It was late. I kind of went to bed. I couldn't go to bed. I lay there for like two hours processing. Kind of got on Twitter, saw some of the takes, saw a lot of people turning on Connor. Didn't like the way he reacted. A buddy of mine 
who's a huge Connor fan, texted me, said he hates Dustin. I think that was an emotional text. Um, because I thought Dustin, you know, Dustin, you know, the post fight, Connor screaming on the ground, he's gonna kill him. And Dustin's like, Well, fuck this guy, he's a dirtbag. And then his wife flicks him off. I love that shit, right? But I also like what Connor did. You know, the, the killing stuff I think is a little that's kind of, you know, like, you know, I get it. You're dead. You're dead in the octagon tomorrow. Like, it's a little uh, whatever. I, I don't love that. But I like that he was still talking that shit on the ground. Because, listen, <clears throat> there's going to be a fourth fight. Connor broke his leg. Connor, yes. Was that first round of 10-8? Probably. But he broke his leg. So there's always going to be that narrative no matter what. Just like uh, Anderson and, and Chris Wyman, too. Weidman was dominating Anderson, but you know, Anderson got back to his feet after getting taken down and everyone's like, well, what if, and obviously Anderson was a little bit older at that time. So it never happened and blah, blah, blah. And his was, I, I don't know if it was a worse break, but it was, it was a pretty gnarly break anyway. So now everyone's breaking down the tape of Connor where he broke his leg. Dustin said it was on the check. People were saying it's a pre existing injury. Yada, yada. So we'll get to all that. First and foremost, let's break down the fight. Connor came out obviously in similar stances, uh, uh, you know, he wasn't super bouncy like I thought he'd be, but he was coming out kicking. His game plan was kick high, kick to the body, throw that teep, kind of what he did against Chad Mendez, kick the legs up, uh, threw a ton of leg kicks. Dustin, you know, threw one calf kick and got Connor good, and Connor switched stances, which is what I kind of wanted. Although he didn't look super comfortable uh, going orthodox, um, Dustin Poirier switched stances a couple times, caught Connor with a good punch when he switched stances, which was a really good game plan. But Connor looked really good on the feet. Hit hit Poirier, go with the left hand, buzzed him a little bit, didn't rock him or anything, but definitely landed clean. Poirier even addressed it. In the post fight, said, yeah, guy caught me again, but my legs were there. I was good. And then uh, Dustin led really well. He's a really good counter puncher, but he led really well. It looked like to me Connor was kind of stuck in mud. Got caught with a punch. It was more of an off balance because he's throwing a kick, kind of went backwards, right, stumbled backwards. And then Dustin came and landed a nice uppercut and a left hook. And Connor with, you know, in mixed martial arts to boxing and MMA, you got to move a little bit. You got to move a little more. There's more, your gloves are smaller. So shelling up and just covering up like Connor did, like, you know, in big gloves, you can deflect a lot of those shots. In MMA, they can get through. He kind of got stuck in mud a little bit is what I'm trying to say in that. And then Connor got hit with the uppercut and then clinched. Then Dustin clinched, reboot, you know, and then went to the cage and then Connor did the one thing that I, I can't believe he did. He, he jumped the ghillie, jumped for that guillotine. Not sure what he was thinking. Connor, I don't think, has any submission wins by guillotine. He, it might be a killer move for him, but I, I doubt it. Um, I just think it was it was one of those things where it was like instincts taking over. And, and Dustin even said in the post fight, I was kind of giving my neck a little bit. I wanted him to take it. And then at one point, I was like, oh, shit, this is a little tighter. Dustin, obviously, you know, Connor jumped to his back with that guillotine. Don't love Connor on his back in that situation. And then Connor, or excuse me, Dustin just started beating him up on the ground. Connor was, was, he took some big, some big shots, no doubt about it, but was active off his back. Uh, clear round for Dustin. I would have no problem uh, with a 10 8. If, if a lot of judges gave him 10 8, I have no problem with that. Um, I feel like it would have been a different round if Connor didn't jump for that guillotine. Not sure what was going through his mind again. You're in the moment, you're looking for a finish, you feel this guy's neck there, you're a strong dude, you're probably like, I can get this, but, you know, if it's not your killer move, if you're not Brian Ortega, not sure why you're going for it. And then obviously with, what, a second, 10 seconds ago, 
Connor Stone up kicks. Looked like Dustin went and complained to the ref, and then Connor jumped up. It was because Connor was holding the inside of his gloves and throwing his up kicks. Connor threw a kick, threw two kicks. They both exchanged straight lefts. They both missed. Connor rolled his ankle, broke his tibia, dislocated his ankle, whatever, you know, broke his tibia is what he did. Dustin followed up on the ground with some with some ground and pound, and then, you know, they, they had to stop it in between rounds because Connor broke his uh, leg. So that sucks, obviously. Um, a lot of people are going, well, I mean, Connor was fucked because he's not known to be this long, you know, fighter. I don't like people trying to predict the future, but Connor did get the shit kicked out of him by Chad Mendes in the first round, came back and won. He did get the shit kicked out of him by Khabib in that third round, came back, or excuse me, the second round, came back and won the third round, regardless if you think Khabib took it off or not. That, that's what happened. Those are facts. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so a lot of people are just trying to, go to assume that uh, Dustin would have sparked him in that second round. You know, I just, I, I'm just not so sure. Because Connor looked to be pretty with it after that after that exchange. He, he got up off the ground and was ready to exchange. Threw two kicks and they exchanged left hands. Um, obviously, I'm defending Connor a little more than I should. He didn't look great to me. He he, he gets stuck in mud. He made it, uh, which which I've never seen before. If you watch the first fight, he, he got hit by Dustin a few times, but he was moving a lot more. Uh, and then the second fight, you know, that he, he looked, obviously just came out with a boxing approach in the second fight. But the third fight came out like a bat out of hell. And uh, and overwhelmed Dustin, caught Dustin again, but then, you know, got caught himself, went for a clinch, and then went for that guillotine, and then just really couldn't work off the ground. So now the speculation is, where did he break his foot? There's video now where it looks like he threw a leg kick, and his, and his foot bent weird, right? Right on Dustin's thigh. Dustin did not check it. It was, it, was a, it was a clean leg kick. And then it was immediately after that, Connor threw a teep, and it caught Dustin's elbow. And again... His foot ankle looked a little mangled. Connor planted, and then threw that left, big power left, threw a jab, then a power left, and his ankle rolled, and that was done. All those are probably contributing. He apparently had an ankle injury, a leg injury coming into it. I'm, you know, that sounds like what happens to me is it looked like he fractured it, right, on one of those kicks, and then a compound fracture when he stepped. Now, the biggest talking point, obviously, is, is after the fight, how classless Connor is and, and, and all this. I kind of fucking loved it. If I'm being complete, like, what is Connor supposed to do, right? He got murked that first round, right? Is he supposed to lay there? And he had some decent moments in, in, the, in, uh, in the first round, right? I mean, yeah, he got, after he got taken down, besides that, he had some decent moments. Um, but what is he supposed to do? Lay there with his leg broken, Losing two in a row, he's supposed to be like, oh yeah, he's the better man. No, he's Conor McGregor. He's in that nasty fucking mood. This is why we all love him. The reason people don't love him right now is because he's not winning. People love winners. If Conor McGregor was winning and this was a weird fluke loss, like say he had never lost a dozen before, and this was just a crazy trilogy, and he might have been the champion or whatever it is. He had this historic run. If this would have ended the way he did and he reacted the way he did, people would have loved it. But the fact that he's losing now and he's not the winner, people are like, eh, it's classless. It's this, it's that. No, it's not. I love it. They're, these are fighters. 
Dustin talked shit to him, right? Dustin did the walk while he was there on the ground. Connor saying, I'm going to kill you. He said his wife's in his DMs. His fucking wife flipped him off. I love that shit. You know what I mean? Jolie, Jolie Poirier's like, no, fuck you. I'm in your DMs. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Flipped him off. I love this shit. You know, but that's Connor's bravado. That's what makes Connor Connor. So for so many of the people to flip and be like, uh, it's because he's not winning. Okay, that's that's all it is. People love winners. Americans love winners. And if you're not Irish and you just adopted Connor as a fan, kind of like I did, I'm not Irish, but I adopted him as a fan. I fell in love with him the minute I saw him with his skill, with his bravado. And and I still love the guy because here's the thing. I have a list of my guys that I root for, live and die for, right? Connor's right there at the top. You got Izzy, you got Darren Tilly, you got Kamar Usman, list of others, right? You got guys that I live and die for. Um, But the number one thing that I root for and the number one thing that I want more than anything is the sport of MMA to become the biggest sport in the world. Guess who has helped do that? Conor McGregor. Look how many fucking celebrities were there. Look how many people were talking about it. It's because of Conor McGregor. It's because of who he is. It's his antics. It's all the stuff that the Ben folks of the world are going to stick their nose up at. It's all, and that's fine. But don't be surprised when the bad guy is actually the bad guy, right? No one thought Connor was this fucking like great dude. I mean, he insulted Khabib's wife. Like, what makes you think he's not going after wives? You know what I mean? Like, that's just who he is, you know, and I love that. I love that about him. And I'm rocking with Connor to the day I die. Ain't going to flip flop on this side. I will say, because I am one of those Connor delusional fans. You can label me that. That's fine. I admit it. But obviously, this wasn't an ideal performance. I expected a little more. He came out really good. But then once he got caught and stuck in mud a little bit, went for the clinch and then the guillotine was kind of all over. Um, I don't know where the Connor is that, that, you know, in the second fight, he Dustin took him down and basically at no ground and pound Connor worked his way to his feet. Maybe Dustin knew if I got him down, this is what I'm going to do. Cause that's what Khabib did. But, and maybe Connor's leg was compromised, whatever it was, but Connor, you know, Connor felt like could have worked to his feet. He didn't, the performance was left to be desired, but for the idea of the people just to write Connor off, he had a bad first round. Dustin had a bad first round the second time they fought and came back and won in the second round. Right. Connor's lost the first round before and he's come back and won. So I'm not saying he would. It's not a certainty, but I'm not going to write the guy off. Now, what I will say is, is there's never been anybody in the sport like Conor McGregor ever. Right. This is unprecedented territory. There's a reason this guy is like what he was one and two at lightweight and was ranked number five in the world. There's a reason that he gets to go up to 70 whenever he wants and fights whoever he wants. There's a reason he's the main event on a non-title uh, main event or whatever. They used to never do that. They're doing it. Connor is, is in that special air of fighters that get to do this. 155-pound title probably isn't realistic at this point, and I'm going to be real, right? Um, but what is real is Dustin Four, Nate Diaz, and then whatever really else he wants. Because he, the UFC is going to keep giving him fights. And the UFC is going to keep promoting him as long as he keeps selling fucking tickets. And he's a great salesman. And people are going to come from all over to watch this guy fight. Right? He's got a whole country behind him. And he is a businessman. And he's talking shit in the hospital bed to Dustin. Says an illegitimate win. 
listen, you, you lost the first round. You got your leg broke. It, it is what it is. That's MMA. You threw a weapon, it broke. Guy, it happens all the time. You know what I mean? I was explaining to a guy at a buddy of my, uh, I work with. He's like, well, why wasn't it a doctor stop us? Why wasn't it no contest? Well, it wasn't an illegal foul. Now, if Dustin kicked Connor in the head when he was on the ground and that was a legal foul, he couldn't continue. Then it's either a DQ win for Connor or a no contest. But if you throw a weapon, like if you throw a hand or you throw an elbow and I break my elbow on someone's fucking head, you can't stop the fight. Be like, oops, I broke my elbow. No, sorry. I mean, the fight's over. That's just the way it is. Fighting is a fucking brutal sport. It's a legal blow and your fucking arm snapped. It, it is what it is. And that's the same thing that happened to Connor. He threw a kick. His kick, and he rolled his, broke his leg on the kick and then rolled his ankle. I mean, that's just, uh, or broke his, you know, rolled his ankle and broke it. That's just what happens. But it's funny how many not, like now Connor people are jumping ships. Connor's this, Connor that. The only thing I'm going to say, obviously, is the title's not going to be there. I don't think he's competing with the top of the top. I don't think you should put his name in there with the Poiriers, the Oliveras, the Gaethjies, the Chandlers. The hookers, I guess, right? You shouldn't put his name in that. The, the Makachevs, who I think is going to be really good. He's fighting uh, this weekend. His name doesn't belong in there, but he doesn't have to be. He's the McGregor belt. And he said it, tr- and it's true. As much as you want to hate Conor McGregor, it's true. You know what I mean? As a fan, I'm devastated that he lost. I obviously lost a lot of money on him. I routed out with my guys. A little disappointed by the performance, a little disappointed by the choice of the guillotine. I know that's not the only thing that caused him to fight, but it was a big deal. It was a fucking big deal that he jumped for that. I, I couldn't believe he did. I thought maybe, you know, work for Dumbbell Hooks, push it out. You want, you want to box him up. You want to do this. And you were looking good on the feet. So you got caught on the feet. Go back to that, right? Go back to that. It, it was it was mind boggling why he did it. I think he's probably laying in a hospital bed right now going, why the fuck did I do that? Right? What am I doing? You know what I mean? Unless... He trains with people that knows that he has an absolute fucking killer gilly. I, I, I don't know why you're doing it. I don't know why you're doing it. But I'm riding and dying with Connor. That's my guy for sure. Um, it, it's a tough pill to swallow. I see a lot of people jumping off the Connor train. I had friends uh, that are jumping off the Connor train. And, and that doesn't mean I dislike Dustin. I thought Dustin handled it the best way he could. He's talking shit right back. Fuck yeah. This guy's on the ground with a broken ankle. You're going to walk by, you're going to bully strut, you're going to call him a dirt bag, you're going to yell at him. I love it. These are fighters. that they're, People forget that. These aren't fucking tennis players. These aren't chess players. They are getting in a cage, training eight weeks, and fighting each other. There's going to be a little bit of nastiness to it, right? I mean, yeah, I'm sure everyone would be a little bit happy if they shook hands and they're buddy-buddy and this and that. The lead-up got pretty ugly with the whole wife stuff. When you, when you involve family, obviously everything gets a little ugly. But I fucking live it. I love for this shit. If I was a fighter and I'm on the highest stage and I'm finding guys open to my mouth, I expect to be said anything. I'm not a fighter. And I've had beasts with guys in the neighborhood when I was younger and they've said some crazy shit, way crazier than what Connor and Dustin have said. And we're not even fighting for money. We're just fighting because we don't like each other. So I'm built for it. I love that shit. You know what I mean? The only thing I don't love is I lost a lot of money. I lost money. But, um, you know, a little less to be desired. As a star system, I think they both got a two. Obviously, I, I graded this on the night. Dustin Poirier should got way higher than a two. He looked good in that first round. He looked composed. He looked big. He looked strong. Um, his ground and pound was great. He looked composed and, and, uh, 
yeah, I, I'm going to admit right now that Dustin deserves a higher than a two, but I don't change the, uh, I don't change it for nobody. You know what I mean? I don't change it for nobody. I got to get a light on in here. There it is. Sitting in the fucking dark, man. I got to get a little button, my drink button. All right. Co-main event, Gilbert Burns with Steven Thompson. You know, not the best fight of the night. It was interesting to see. I kind of talked about this on the um, on the motherfucking Pick'em show that I was worried about Stephen Thompson getting taken down. And then I think it was Christian started sprouting off some uh, some um, facts and, and Stephen Thompson just doesn't get taken down on it often. He doesn't really fight many takedown arms, but Gilbert Burns, his, he doesn't take down a lot of people either, right? Usually when he takes people down, though, he gets them out of there. He's lights out on the ground. So I was very confident back in Thompson. Uh, he looked a little gun shy. He looked a little coming out hesitant because he knew the takedown was there. Gilbert Burns looked big. He looked strong. His cardio was on point. He looked good. You know, it's not a great fight, but it was a great performance. I only gave him a two, and I got Steven Thompson a one. Again, I must have been pretty fucking critical. Again, full disclosure, I've already said it before. Thompson was the end of several parlays, at least, well, at least one big parlay for me. So when he lost, it, it kind of got a little kick in me. And when the fight didn't get finished, another little kick. So um, uh, maybe it was a little unhappy grading this fight. Maybe I was a little harsh on Gilbert Burns. I thought he fought a really smart performance against a guy, Stephen Thompson, who's very fucking hard to fight, very hard to train for. This guy is, is wild in there. You know, he, he doesn't look like much. He's kind of a skinnier guy, not packed with muscle, but he can put your fucking lights out. He can make it a rough night for you. And I thought Gilbert Burns, um, I, I thought he looked good. I'm getting like feedback here. I'm trying to fix it. I, you know, it's like whenever these wires get close to chargers, things start going off. I kind of rearrange my desk. You don't need to know about that. It's just bothering me. Uh, Tattoo of Oscar is Greg Hardy. Woo, baby. <laughs> if you've been a listener to this show, you know, you know, I've been wanting this to happen for a long time. And I'm going to play my jingle for my guy, Ty. He's not officially my guy yet. I have said that I have not liked him. I officially like him now, even though I'll never do a shoey because it's disgusting. But baby boy. That's a five-star man, baby. (laughs) Yes. Mm. This essentially won me the pick'em when Ty won. Won me 20 bucks uh, from Tim. Won me 20 bucks from Christian. Christian hasn't paid yet. Tim paid. Christian, don't make me send guys to Colorado and break those fucking legs. Those beautiful dancer legs you have. I'll break them. Tied to Avasa, Greg Hardy. So, I obviously have had a long-standing issue with Greg Hardy. Don't think he's a great guy. I know people bring this up. Tim brings it up as well. He's not the only bad guy in the UFC, right? There's other guys that, that haven't been caught yet. You know, some of these guys aren't great guys. Connor's probably not a great guy. But what Greg Hardy is, is he did something horrible and he doesn't sound like he's all, you know, doesn't really, is not really the remorse. Listen, Pac-Man Jones was a Cincinnati Bengal for many, many years. A real piece of shit guy. And that guy was in the league for a hell of a long time. Greg Hardy got kicked out of the league as an all-pro and never got invited back. And he wasn't that old. There's a lot that we don't know about that went on with Greg Hardy. There's no reason an all-pro guy, regardless of his problems, gets kicked out of the league, right? And can't get a job elsewhere. You had drug problems, you had beat women, all that. Clean yourself up, go back. Maybe he didn't want to. Maybe I don't know the full story. 
but I just don't like Greg on a personal level. Also, on another personal level, he was on the Contender Series with uh, my boy Chris Curtis. He overshadowed Chris's performance. Chris won by a hook kick knockout. Didn't get picked. Greg Hardy got a developmental deal. That's bullshit. If Greg Hardy's not on that show, in my opinion, Chris gets the deal. Anyway, Greg Hardy all week has been talking about, I want to box Wilder. I'm a boxer now. I want to go box. I want to do this. I want to do that. Blah, 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 blah. Look how big I am. I cut weight to 265. I grew my hair out. Look at this fat uh, Australian guy I'm fighting. Blah, 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 blah. Points to the center of the cage when they fight. Walked out confident, dude. I'm, oh, I'm fucking, this is a done deal. Walks out, points to the center of the cage. Like, let's fight here. Dude gets fucking slapped. Eyes shut. Fuck you, Greg Hardy. I love it. I love it. He caught Ty. He wobbled Ty. Ty was stepping in potholes. And then Greg closed in. And Ty's a fighter, dude. You know what I mean? He bit down that mouthpiece and said, fuck it. Threw bombs. Caught him a luck. Hooked in the eye. And boom. Down goes Hardy. Whew, I love it. And I even love it more that Daniel White on the presser was like, you know, I just, yeah, I don't know. He basically said, I don't know about this guy. It was an experiment. He's 7-4. He's beat fucking nobody. His claim to fame is he got pieced up for three rounds by Volkov. The guy's done nothing for the sport, right? Big, strong athlete. Let him go box. Cut him loose. I'm sure he's making a good payday in UFC. Cut him loose. We don't need him, right? Left American top team because training was too hard. He didn't want to learn the ground game. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I don't want to learn cardio. I want to be a boxer. Okay, go box. Okay. You'll probably do well in the beginning. They'll feed you a bunch of fat slobs, cab drivers, but go box and fight a real fucking, real legit boxer. Get your fucking head knocked in, okay? That's what I want to see. Five stars to two of Asa, one star for Greg Hardy. He's lucky he got one star for me. It should have been zero. You know what? Uh, no, I can't change star systems. I told you I don't do that. But yeah, fuck Greg Hardy. All right, Ari Nadana versus Yana Kutskaya. Man, Adana's left hook is fucking beautiful. Adana got a three, would have got a four, I crossed it out the night of, but she missed weight. You got to make weight, right? Kutsukai got a one, a little critical of her. Um, you know, listen, she made a debut against Cyborg, pretty girl, um, trying to figure out the MMA world, trying to figure out what she's good at. Is she a grappler? Is she a striker? Doesn't matter. Aldana slept her with that left hook. Didn't really sleep her, but put her down. It was a beautiful check left, left hook, which one of my favorite punches in all of MMA, a fucking check left hook or check right hook if you're a southpaw. Just fucking gorgeous uh put kutsukai down and aldana just fucking pounded her out loved it aldana gonna be a huge star in mexico you know they're pushing her i get it needs to make weight needs to sure ground up a little bit sure that take down up a little bit because her boxing is, is legit I and mean, she fought holly home just got taken down needs to sure that up and she's a legit contender for 135 i'd love to see her in a man in nunez fight because the stand-up would be fantastic you know nunez Days are numbered at 135. You know, she's going to probably end her career at 45. She's a she's a bigger bigger woman, taller and, and, and pretty well built, get older as well. And um, I like to see Aldana get that, get there and have a stand-up where really fix your holes because Nunez is so well-rounded. She can take it down and submit her. But if Aldana can fix that, sharp bump that takedown offense, get that weight on point, her stand-up is really, really good. And you could have a starter hands Mexico. A fucking, they love their fighters, and and uh, you know Brandon Moreno's one of them, and and she could be uh, she could be another. One. All right, sugar show time, baby. 
Sugar, Sean O'Malley, he got a four-star performance. Almost was a five. Montino got a two. Listen, I'm not impressed with Montino. I mispronounced his name, Montano, whatever the fuck. I don't care. I'm not impressed with him. He showed toughness. Cool. He's a fucking punching bag. Guys, if you want to be impressed, go watch me hit my bag. He was a punching bag. He had a good chin. He took years off his career. He got dropped in the first round, right? Sean played with him a little bit, which, whatever. Second round, just dug down deep and said, fuck it, I'm already here. Why not? And took some big shots from O'Malley. And third round, just got pieced up and they stopped it. I mean, you know, when you get a guy like this, the whole crowd's rallying behind him. Yes, you you want you want the guy to finish the fight and kind of have the story. Heard being stepped in with like 30 seconds left. A lot of people think it was fixed, you know, but there's no way it's fixed because so many people have Sean Malley by finish. The only reason fights are fixed is because Vegas wants to win money. They would have won way more money if Herb let it go to decision. So the fixed narrative is dumb, right? Sean Malley by third round TK was like plus 700 or something crazy. So someone probably laid money on that, probably laid money on every round. So there's no way. They, it's not fixed. It's it's just Herb seeing this guy get his fucking head caved in. It was like, okay, I've seen enough. There's no way this guy's going to win. He could have probably stopped it earlier, maybe the second round, because that's what I have my bet on. But Sean was just was just too much for this kid, right? This kid's probably a 125-pounder, naturally. Uh, looked a little small in there. I know Sean's a bigger 135-er, but he didn't he didn't belong in there with Sean. Sean pieced him up, looked good in the first round, looked good in the second round. People were making a big deal about him looking at the clock. You know, he's on his bike the entire time. Cardio checks out, right? Um, obviously, he needs to step up in competition. There's, you know, he's supposed to fight Smolka. Smolka pulled out. That's not a step up in competition, in my opinion. Ricky Simone was supposed to fight, kind of fell through one at 45, so we got this newcomer. All right, so, you know, you had your shot at Cheeto, you lost. Time to step it up now, right? Time to really, really step it up for O'Malley. I know that he's a huge star. People love him. Jarrett Leto's taking pictures of him and shit. By the way, did you see Jarrett Leto walking into the fights, right? I mean, fuck you. Like, you, you look like such an asshole. I'm all about fashion. I'm, you know... I like fashion. I dyed my hair fucking platinum. Okay, I get it. I get fashion. I like looking good. I'm buying, I'm looking at outfits right now to buy for a wedding I got at the end of the end of this month. You know, I want to look good for the wedding. I like it, but would you walk in looking like Jared Leto? Fuck you. Right? And the guy's banging tens whenever he wants. Fantastic actor. What's a doctor? Actor? I don't really listen to his music. I know he's a musician. Is he good? I don't fucking know. But he's a good actor. But when you walk in like that, dude, come the fuck with the, the handkerchief around your neck and fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, Jared Leto. But Sean and I look good. That's a five-star performance or four-star, excuse me, four-star performance. Would have been a five if he fought anybody. But Martino, again, undersized and, and, and un, you know very underskilled. Uh, just is tough, you know, and I, and you know, I'm not grading toughness right here. You're a punching back. Okay. Max Griffin's color kind of great fight. Max Griffin, four stars, Connor's kind of three. I love this fight. This is a very good fight. One on one going into the third. I thought Max had slowed down in that second round and, and Carlos was finally getting his groove in there. Carlos is tough as they come, took some big shots from Griffin who is kind of in his, his groove right now. He's really finding his rhythm. You know, he kind of came in as, not a wrestler, not a boxer, just an MMA guy. And he's and he's really kind of put it together with that team up there in Sacramento. And 
Carlos, regardless of how old he is and how long he's been around and maybe he's shot-worn, it's tough as it comes. It's a tricky puzzle. He's won two in a row. He's a good striker, and it was good. It was a great fight. You know, Max looked really good. He moved really well and was landing big shots. Carlos looked good. Carlos, to me, didn't look shot-worn. Looked like if he would have pulled the trigger a little more, I think he was waiting for Max to shoot more. It just seemed off to me. Carlos was walking him down the whole time, which I like, but it seemed like Carlos was just waiting for the shot as opposed to really put offense together. Uh, either way, it was it was it was a good fight. I really enjoyed this fight a lot. All right, next up, Michelle played versus uh, Nico Price. This was uh, Christian and I's lock off. I won twenty bucks from Christian. Suck it, and um, he, well, he hasn't paid me yet, so I, I can't suck anything. Or he can't suck anything. Excuse me. He picked Nico Price as underdog lock. I have Michelle Pereira as my mortal lock. I'm I'm really turning the corner on Pereira. Um, I, I was very and I looked at tape of him when he fought Connolly, and I looked up, you know, he came in, knocked out Danny Roberts, and then the Connolly fight he lost, and he lost the Diego fight, and, you know, the Cardi issues mounted, and then he really kind of turned the corner. The dude's in there. He's fucking tough. He was exhausted that third round. The cardio issue's still there. Needs to clean that up. Nico Price has big power, great cardio. Took over that third round and just walked Prayer down. Prayer is just surviving the whole time, but... This dude is 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 tough. He's got that in him. It's so hard to dig deep and, and be willing to defend yourself, fight back, put your hands up, take shots when you're completely exhausted. And against a guy like Nico Price, who fucking cracks too, I know he looked like dog shit in that third round, and the cardio's got to be cleaned up. But I'm high in Pereira. He's a giant 170-pounder. The flip stuff, again, I said on the pickums. I don't like the no flips, and I don't like a million flips. You got to split it. He backflipped onto Nico to pass his guard. The crowd went crazy. I think a foot hit Nico in the eye, a toe in the eye. Something happened. Um, but, uh, yeah, I like prayer a lot. I, I think this kid's going to be a tricky, tricky puzzle to solve at 170. Cleans up that takedown offense. Obviously, that's how Conley beat him. Cleans up that cardio. He's he's good. He's good, man. I like him. I like him a lot. Nico Price showed up, too. He got three stars. Nico, a guy who I don't love, don't dislike. You know, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent on him, but uh, his cardio was great, and he went out there, and he fought a really tough guy, was down two rounds, knew he had a finish, and, and fucking went crazy in that third round, and nothing but respect for Nico Price there. All right, next up, Alita Tapora versus Ryan Hall. Hey, yo, Tapora. Boys, I called it. I called it. I said it. I called it. I said it. Number five, sir, man. Five-star performance. Listen, Ryan Hall is one of those guys that is so hard to train for. He's diving at legs. He's rolling. He's tricky. He's got some kicks. He's got some weird punches. Keeps distance really well. He flops to his back. Tapora scared me leading up. Was like, I'm not scared of any of this stuff. I'm not scared of any of his fucking tricks. And I'm like, buddy, just be careful. I know you're a black belt. He said he was going to go 50-50 with Ryan Hall in the 50. No. But he fought a really smart fight, stayed away when he got close. He beat him up, fallen to the ground, knocked Ryan Hall on the ground. Ryan Hall said he broke his hand on the first punch of the fight. You know, Topora was in no danger in the entire fight. Uh, brilliant fight for this guy at 145. Sky's the limit. He's 11-0. I'm going to pump the brakes on it right now. I love his, he's undefeated in the UFC. I, I love where he's going. I love his trajectory. Um, probably going to be seeing a number next to his name if there's not one already. Um, but I like him a lot. This is a kid I'm circling right now. Um, maybe a fight or two. I'll decide if I'm going to add him to my list. My guy's list, the covenant list that 
If you get on the list, there's more likely not you're going to fight for the title because I scout talent. Ask Kamar Usman. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Toporia fan. He looked great against Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall, tricky guy. I like Ryan Hall a lot. Suck to pick against him. Suck to bet against him because I, I've spoken really high on Ryan Hall. But Toporia just is a different guy. Sm- fought, fought smart and, and knew what to do against Ryan Hall and put him out. Not only put him out, finish him in round one. That's just... Such a big feather in the cap, uh, uh, you know, and uh, awesome performance. All right, next up, Driscus Duplessis versus Trevin, Trevin Giles. I was all over Duplessis in this fight. Uh, South African, my boys, Don Madge, got another one. Uh, you know, this guy is is a very awkward striker. He's really good on the ground. Du, Duplessis, that is. Cardio, fantastic. Trevin Giles kind of came out hands down. Doing what he does. Didn't really want to go to the ground with this guy and uh, kind of want to strike, but Got a little greedy with the striking and, and got put out with the right hand. One clean right hand. Boom. And then it was a ground and pound. But he was out before he hit the ground. And Duplassis with another knockout when he's 2-0 in the UFC. And interesting guy at 185. I think his striking is unorthodox. I really want to see him again. I really want to see how his ground game is. So I really want to see him against a lights-out striker where he's either forced to grapple or he fights a wrestler where the wrestler's forced to grapple him. That's what I kind of want to see because... Leading up to this, his ground game has really got him to the UFC. His striking is very good. His power is very good. It's natural. But um, I really want to see what he does against guys at 85 that are going to really try to, who are elite, elite strikers or guys who are going to try to take him down. There's a lot of questions still need to be asked. But 2-0, and I'm excited to see this kid fight again, you know. And Trevin Giles, you know, it's a good guy. He's 14-3. He's 14-2 coming in this fight. He's fought everyone. This is a big win for Duplessis. You know, he got a 3 and uh, what did Giles, uh, Giles get? Giles got a two. I mean, Giles didn't have a bad fight. He just got caught, you know? Maybe he needed to keep his hands up a little bit. Maybe he was a little, little too confident in his hands. But other than that, great fight. I, I uh, Great performance by Duplessis. Jennifer Meyer versus Jessica I. My wife had the joke in the night. Jessica I got the giant gash on her head. My wife's like, more like Jessica third eye. Very funny. Couldn't top it. Still can't top it. Uh, Jennifer Meyer got a three. Jen- uh, Jessica I got a two. Listen, I said, I've said it many times. I'm not a big fan of Jessica. I, her uh, self-awareness is very, very low, but she's tough, right? She's, she is. She's tough. She's a fighter. Looked like she came in shape. Looked like she was ready. Jennifer Maya didn't really, it, it was a competitive fight. Jennifer Maya definitely won this fight, but it was competitive. And, and uh, that's what you're going to get with Jessica. I, you, you can't kill her and, and fucking Jennifer Meyer tried, but just couldn't, you know, there's not much to say of this fight. Maya got a three. I got a two. Amari Akhmedov versus Brad Tavares. I do not know why this is split decision. I want to bet on Brad Tavares straight up. I won this fight going to the decision as well. Akhmedov, to me, really didn't do much. Brad Tavares looked good. His cardio held up. His punches looked, you know, crisp and clean. Akhmedov is wild. Tried to get Tavares down. Didn't really work all that well. The only thing Akhmedov did was have good pressure and his cardio showed up. You, you can't fucking guess on this guy's cardio. It's, it's bonkers. One minute he's gassed taking a drink of water before he gets in the octagon. The next thing you know, he's going three straight rounds, just forward pressure. You know, I can't fucking get a read on this guy, but I thought Tavares fought good. It was a close fight. I had Tavares three, Akhmedov two, solely based on his improved cardio. And then uh, Zugaz Zumalua versus Jerome Rivera. I actually missed this fight. And we had Hu and Amadowski canceled. I missed Zugas and Zumalua. How do you say his fucking name? I missed that fight because I thought the fight started at seven. And I nap because I got to stay up because I'm an old man. So I nap with the family and I turned the fights on at seven o'clock and that fight had just ended with a guillotine choke 
But Zugas, uh, apparently he was losing a fight and just got caught, in a, and Rivera got caught in a nasty standing guillotine. So I couldn't rate that fight. I apologize for missing that fight, but uh, had no skin in the game. That was Christian's mortal lock. He was very proud of that. I hope my boy Christian made some money off that, but um, I did not. All right, so two final things before we, we kind of briefly go over. There's going to be a pick this week, but we'll briefly go over the Makachev-Moises fight. We're at 43 minutes. Don't want to go over an hour. Dom Cruz, right? Back to the Connor thing. That's the big thing everyone's talking about. I don't want to fucking beat your ear off. Beat your ear off. Ooh, that's not, that's not dirty. Don't want to talk your ear off about the Connor stuff because everyone's talking about it. Everyone's got an opinion. But Dom Cruz, the man with the, the lowest, him and Jessica, I need to be dating because their self-awarenesses are on the same level. He said that Connor McGregor, he didn't like the way Connor McGregor acted on the ground. After the fight, right? Okay, that's fine. Not everyone will. He said Connor needs to learn how to accept losses and to be able to move forward. Whoa, who? Huh? Dom? What? Huh? Let me tell you something. You're suspect. Dom Cruz, who got flatlined, got robbed, and knocked out by Henry Cejudo, got the fight stopped, has an ongoing feud with Keith Peterson, is advising another fighter to handle his losses better. What? What, what was happening? What, what are we doing here? What the fuck? Is, what world is it? I don't mind if any other fighter tells Connor, hey, man, don't be a sore loser. Handle the fight with class. That's fine. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. A lot of people are throwing that out. That's fine. But for Dom Cruz who sat and pouted like a baby with his face smashed in after getting need to shit and then said, and then try to basically not basically try to ruin a man's career by saying he smelled like cigarettes and alcohol. Oh, and you are still have the grudge with Keith Peterson. And you're talking about handing a loss as well. The same guy that signed over Faber's face after he got guillotined by Faber. The same guy who had a, a fucking grudge with Faber because he got choked out with Count Drock Chocolate Hair back in the WC. Hates Faber for beating him. Still hates him. Signed over his face over a poster because of the loss. And he is giving advice for handing losses. What? I mean, fucking come on. You can't, I mean, you can't, I mean, you can't fucking script it. You can't fucking script it. I, he, I think he, ESPN or someone posted or UFC posted on Instagram what Dom, what Dom Cruz said. I was going to comment. I was going to be like, are you, but it's just going to go on deaf ears. Might as well say it now. That is bonkers to me. Okay. Bonkers. That's like me giving someone advice. on how to trim their beard. I can't grow a beard. How the fuck do I know how to trim it? You can't handle a loss and you're going to give someone else advice? What? It's going on. All right, Eric, last thing before we recap. Ariel going rogue, slamming ESPN. He went on some shows. He was very, he kept calling it the CM Punk pipe bomb. He's letting things go. He said Dana scored him off the prop. You know, it's just just like a bitter ex-girlfriend, right? You know what I mean? Slamming ESPN. They didn't promote me. They didn't do, well, yeah. You're public enemy number one against the number one guy that the sport you cover. Like, Sorry, the ESPN isn't going to choose you over Dana or choose you over ES UFC. You know, he's talking about ratings and 
they didn't promote me, but they need to pro these guys because they're not getting half the rate. You know, it was a different side of Ariel. And I don't love Ariel Hawani. I, you know, at times I have downright disliked him. Um, he is the face of MMA, unfortunately. I think we deserve a better face, but he is. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, he's kind of going the bad guy route and saying some things. And to be honest with you, I don't mind it, but he sounded sound like a little bit of an ex-girlfriend, right? Just a little bit. Like a girl's like, ah, oh, he fucking sucks. But it's like, why, why does he suck? He just sucks. You know, it's like they kind of didn't need to promote you, Ariel, because you already had the name. That's the reason you got hired. And, you know, they they need to promote these other people because they're new shows. And he was counting the promotions on Saturday. I, I don't know. He just sounds very triggered, very upset. He's going to be fine. He's working for like 10 different places. He's, you know, he's going to be okay. But now that he's out from ESPN, he's going to be a little more unfiltered. Well, I can take that. I can take that, Ariel, a little more unfiltered. Maybe I actually start liking him, but probably not. That's probably not going to happen. All right. So UFC fight night, Makachev Moises, Tiago Moises is this weekend. Card is, huh. Um, hmm. Card is, it's a card. There's some interesting fights. I'm going to watch. Listen, I can sit here and tell you the cards is, cards out. I'm going to watch every fucking fight. My daughters and my wife are leaving. They're going out of town this weekend. They're going to Atlanta to visit my in-laws for one last time before they move back up here. I can't go because I got work. They are going and I'm going to be home alone watching these fights. So as much as I want to be like, meh, meh, meh. I'm watching every single one. I'm going to bet a handful of them will go. Main event Islam versus Tiago. I love this fight. Tiago, good jujitsu guys. Islam Makhachev is just an absolute fucking workhorse beast. You know, I, you know, I've said it forever ago. I thought Russians with the Sambo are always going to be jujitsu. Tiago, really good jujitsu guy. Striking's coming a long way. He's my plus 850 darling. Um, I got him to beat Bobby Green by decision at plus 850 uh, whenever he fought Bobby Green, I guess maybe a year ago or so. Uh, so I always have that on Tiago Moises. I appreciate that, but he's going against just a problem. Islam Makachev is, is an avoided, an avoided guy at lightweight. No one wants to fight this guy. I'm high on Drew Dober. He broke Drew Dober. Um, and I just don't think Jiu-Jitsu is going to work on him. You know, Tiago Moises trains with a great camp. Good fighter. I think he's going to have the advantage on the feet. Obviously, I think his, his stand-up is um, it's a little wild, but I think it's better than Makachev's. And and I think Makachev can take him down whenever he wants. Um, but I think it's an intriguing fight. I, I'm going to dive more into it to really see if Tiago's fought you know really heavy wrestlers. Um, but Makachev, to me, is just on a different level right now. He's, he's going to be fighting for the title very, very soon. Um, Co-main event, Mary Renault versus Misha Tate. The return of Misha Tate. One of the hottest, you know, it goes Gina Carano and Misha Tate as OGs. I mean, of course, Mackenzie Dern's my sweetie. But OG hotness, Gina Carano and Misha Tate, they're up there in the Hall of Fame. She's returning. She had two kids, retired, got the fire back. You know, she's got that mom power. How old is Misha Tate? I don't think she's crazy old. Yeah, 34. Yeah, so she's coming back in good time. She looks to me in phenomenal shape. She's fighting Mary Rondeau. This is a really good, smart uh, return fight for Misha Tate to kind of see where she's at. She's been off for a little bit. Um, and yeah, I like Misha Tate. I always have. I think she's a tough girl. She's always showed a really good chin. Her, her, take, her takedowns and her ground game is always really good. So yeah, uh, I'm going to be rooting for Misha on that. Martius Gamrot versus Jeremy Stevens. Gamrot, stud. 
outside of here, I believe KSW lost his UFC debut against uh, Grum Kutsalatsi. Yep, nailed it. Against Scott, and then Scott Holtzman, he knocked out. Uh, this guy's good. Gamrot's a fucking beast. He was a champion outside this or- uh, or- another organization. I like Jammer Stevens back at 155. Hopefully, he doesn't push this guy and any uh, cast a pull out like he did against Dakar Close. Stevens has trouble with, with guys that want to take him down. Um, and I, I think Gamrot's going to obviously use that strategy because I don't think he's going to really want to stand with Stevens. Stevens is getting a little up there. You know, he's not old by age, but he's old by MMA age. He's been fighting the UFC forever. He's probably going to break a few records, at least hold a few records for a little bit. Time in the octagon and how many fights and whatever. Because um, I think he's only like 30-something. But, you know, this is a bad matchup for him. I think Gamrot's just going to be a little bit better everywhere. He just can't get caught. Rodolfo Rivera versus Dustin Stolfis. Don't know why this is on the main card, if I'm being honest with you. Rodolfo Rivera, this fucking guy, you know, great jiu-jitsu, but got choked out his last time out. He literally took Anthony Hernandez down and gassed out and got Anaconda choked. I have no idea how he's even um, showing his face in the UFC anymore after getting choked out. Maybe that's why he wants to return so bad. Like, let me return. Let me show my jiu-jitsu. Uh, against Dustin Stolfish, I mean, they're giving him a layup here. Stolfish looked okay against Kyle Dawkins. But, you know, I think this is a winnable, winnable fight for Rodolfo Rivera. But, again, I need to look into Stolfish a little bit. He, he does have quite a few fights, 13-2. and two, Maybe I'll change my opinion. Not getting any official picks. These are my early leans. Uh, Billy Q, Billy Quarantino versus Gabriel Benitez. I've always been a fan of Benitez. This is a great fight. Billy Q, tough, durable, walks forward, has good submissions, has good stand-up. Benitez kicks like a fucking mule, you know, is trains with AKA. This is going to be fucking interesting. This is going to be a really, really good fight. Um, this fight, obviously kicking off the paper or pay-per-view main card. I love this. It's probably this fight tonight written all over it. Don't know the lines or anything. Early leans. I, I'm thinking Billy Q. I think he's a more right around the guy, but Benitez is really kind of really improved lately. I mean, I know it's weird. He's got 30 fights, but he is improving. All right. Daniel Rodriguez right, was Preston Parsons. Preston Parsons taking this fight on short notice. D-Rod, uh, who was he really supposed to fight? Let's see here. Dan Rodriguez was... So, my boy Don Maz was supposed to fight in this car as well. Him and Garam have been matched up, and they just cannot get it together. Uh, Nurmagomedov, that's right. Uh, Akbar Nurmagomedov was in Rodriguez. Rodriguez training in Vegas. Uh, I saw him sparring my boy Chris Curtis against Preston Parsons. Don't know anything about Preston Parsons. He's 9-2. and two. Not looking anything up right now. Early is obviously Dan Rodriguez, but... We'll dive more in. I'll have obviously more uh, more answers uh, come uh, Friday. I'm just kind of previewing. Good fight though. Good fight. Um, Dan Rodriguez is never in a boring fight. Amanda Lemos versus uh, Montserrat Ruiz. Mons- I, I'm, I'm mispronouncing her name. Montserrat is it Montserrat? No, Ruiz is the head and arm girl. She fucking fought in her debut and just. She had an arm and won't let go. It's fucking impressive. Neck tattoo and all kind of hot, you know. Uh, and she just, that's what she does. And you can't fucking beat it. And she's fighting Amanda Lemos, and who's 9 and 1 and 1, is a solid prospect. She's ranked, but uh, you will see what happens. I'm curious in that fight. If Reese can head an armor and just keep her there and keep that position, oh my God, I'm going to love it. Like this, this girl's the Khabib of 115. Like people can't beat this position. I fucking. I think that's so funny to me. Uh, Khalid Taha, 13-3 versus... I don't know why I'm giving records out. What are you doing? Versus Sergey Morozov. Morozov? Morozov. Nailed it. Khalid Taha is a guy I I used to really, really like. Uh, 
he's kind of falling off a little bit for me. Been long and active, but you know, big, big powerhouse dude. I remember watching him knock out Boston Salmon live and was like, damn, this dude's got some fuck. This dude can crook. Um, but you know, it's been mixed results lately. I think he's a high level guy. I, I don't know anything about Sergey. I will. Uh, come uh, come uh, Thursday, probably Wednesday. I record. You'll hear it Thursday. I'll definitely know more about him. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. One thirty five is an action packed weight class. Anderson, Anderson Dos Santos versus Miles Johns, wrestler versus striker. Interesting. Dos Santos is a cracker. Been around for a while, and Miles Johns is a is an accomplished grappler. You know, uh, and, and can crack himself. Interesting to see how that fight holds up. Francisco Figueroa versus Malcolm Gordon. Gordon is a winner. He's gone. Figueroa. The uh, the older, younger, something brother of um, the champion, or ooh, excuse me, ex champion, Devison Figueroa, did not look great in his in his, his first fight against Jerome Rivera, but you know he's twelve and three and one. Mountain Gordon kind of stinks, so what do you do? And the first fight, not Rodrigo Nascito versus Alan Badal. Alan Badal stinks. This guy should not be anywhere near the UFC. But uh, there he is. They signed him to a three fight deal. We got to give you three fights. Let's give you this big Brazilian bitch. Boom, done. All right, that's the show. 56 minutes, right at about an hour there. We're, we're, we're groovy. We're groovy. All right, go to iTunes, rate and review. I'm going to say it every podcast till you do it. Okay, follow me at MMO Takes Podcast on Twitters and Instagram. And that's it. I got to go lay down because uh, I feel so good. See you, boys. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! <laughs> Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? He's real good. The name is Dalton.